Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... Are you cussing with me? No, you cussing with me? Stop cussing. This ain't deaf comedy jam. Yeah, don't like you using foul language. No guns, no foul language, no red meat. And then we heard him saying all these mean things about Jews and using tons of foul language. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you decided to disgrace your entire service over some jack-off material, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, March 17th, 2017, Simper Douchebagas edition of the show, where we talk about the scumbags of Marines United. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by RepSecure, trust by repercussion. Do you want to share your erotic or explicit photos but want to be sure they remain private? Try RepSecure. Simply register and upload a digital image of the person you wish to share those photos with, and our digital artist will protect your privacy through intimidation. Our Photoshop artist will create flawless images of the most perverse, disgusting, and disturbing practices they can dream of. Shies are born. Donkey shows. Three ways with Republican politicians. You name it. If your photos are ever released, swift and savage retribution will follow. RepSecure will ensure your privacy by making sure you see anyone you share with can never be seen in public again if they betray your trust. Share with security. Share with RepSecure. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use these words as the backbone of a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. I want to begin tonight by getting this out of the way. There is nothing wrong with taking nude photos of yourself and sharing them with someone. If you're of legal age and want to send nudes of yourself to others of legal age, there's no moral or legal reason you cannot or should not do so. If you receive such images, there is nothing wrong with viewing them so long as you receive them from someone you know that and also sent them to you voluntarily. Or you can even masturbate to said images because that's what they sent them to you for. This is not a question about the propriety of such images and any argument trying to make it so is wrong. That all being said, fuck, you gotta be careful of the people you send this stuff to because if you're wrong about their character... That shit's going to end up on the internet, period. It is known. It is known. That out of the way, earlier this month, a story broke about a Facebook group by the innocuous name of Marines United. This secret group, meaning it's not searchable, you can't type it into the bar in Facebook and find your buddies there, and if you want to become a member, you have to be invited by another member, was not a support group for current and former U.S. Marines. I guess maybe if you stretch support group into a mutual masturbation society with no word on whether new members are required to eat the soggy or biscuit or not, I guess you might 
busted in there like a round peg in a square hole. What it was was a group of 30,000 current and former Marines sharing nude photographs of other current and former female Marines without their knowledge or consent. This is bad. This is so bad. Oh, it's going to get worse. Also shared was detailed information on the women, which was compiled and traded, including name, rank, specialty, and duty locations. A sort of competition sprang up as members of the group vied to come up with more and more images of and more details on the women featured. How much worse can it get? Oh, hold your horses there, cowboy, because here it comes. Other members of the group maintained a running dialogue rating the women on their fuckability and detailing exactly how they would and should be fucked. Oh, and they included detailed rape fantasies featuring the women. All of this was compiled into a vast archive and stored on various cloud-sharing platforms and moved around from place to place as they were closed by storage company. Oh, and yeah, it got leaked out to the internet at large. What kind of sick mind operates like that? Well, uh... I guess that would be Marines. No, wait, no, no, it wasn't just the Marines. It was also the Army, Navy, Coast Guard, and the Air Force. Um, you know, because the problem looks as though it's uh, endemic in the entire military, which should come as a surprise to no one since the military consists primarily of young men, and as everyone knows, young men... The worst of the worst. The most hated and cursed. Is- Revenge porn, as it's called, seems to be shared primarily by men who feel that they were wronged by women for uh, reasons. And they post explicit photos and videos of those women to the internet to shame, embarrass, and or harass them. There could be websites out there dedicated to shaming men who share nudes of themselves, but I really don't think so, because any dude that takes a nude of himself or sends a shot of his dick to someone has no shame. And it's been around since the early days of the web. As soon as we figured out how to capture and transmit photos, you could safely bet a nude of someone's ex traveled down that wire minutes later. And the advent of digital photography and its now ubiquitous nature from having a camera on anything, including your microwave apparently, has caused the problem to explode like the bathroom aftermath after two weeks of eating MREs. It's not just the recipients of erotic photos that share them. No, no. A cottage industry of hackers sprang up whose raison d'etre is obtaining nudes from celebrities from their hacked phone. Back in 2014, a major event called, apropos enough, The Fappening dumped a massive troves of celebrity hack news onto the internet. A lot of you probably remember it. A lot of you probably saw it, whether you meant to or not. I mean, it's not like some of us went looking for them. They just came across it, and, you know, we clicked the thing. We did, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm, I'm, I've gone off on a deep tangent there. This week, something called the Fappening 2 occurred. I mean, come on, how unoriginal. You couldn't even tack an electric boogaloo on there. Dumped even more stolen celebrity nudes. And the original happen, uh, hacker of the Fappening was arrested and just this week convicted for his crimes. The Marines of Marines United will prove slightly more challenging to prosecute. Because what they did was not technically illegal. Yes, 29 states have revenge porn laws, but they're notoriously difficult to enforce. And really, 
No one wants to enforce them anyway because they're just a pain in the ass and cops don't care about women. There is no federal law against posting such images without the consent of the person in the photo, though in a sweet twist of irony, if you took a selfie of your boobs and sent them to somebody and they posted it without permission on the internet, you can actually file a Digital Millennium Copyright Act notice (laughs) saying you own the the copyrights of the photo and it has to be taken down. Isn't that special? The Uniform Code of Military Justice, which is the laws that govern all people who are currently on active duty or active reserves, does not have a specific law against the behavior, but it does have Article 134, the general article, or as we called it when I was a cop in the military, fuck, I got nothing, so just charging with 134. That article prohibits conduct prejudicial to good order and discipline, which can be anything a commanding officer wants it to be. I know, because I was threatened with it quite a bit. Of course, you can't charge 134 or any other violation of the UCMJ to someone who is discharged from the military or for offenses which occur after they were discharged, which is also good for me because otherwise I would have been retroactively locked up for that metric fuck ton of weed I smoked seconds after my discharge while I was still inside of the main gate of my former duty station. In short... A few active duty Marines and other service members will be made an example for the remainder, but the root of the plant will still continue to thrive as they are essentially untouchable by the law. Unless someone files a civil suit against the individuals, this problem will go on unabated in other places and the images will continue to spread. But the Marines United is just the latest manifestation of the military's woman problem. A problem or a blessing? Yeah, I guess that depends on the kind of chromosomes you got, doesn't it? Women have worked with the military, even fought with the military since the Revolutionary War, but they were not considered part of the military until 1948, and then only barely. Women were not allowed to attend the U.S. Service Academies, West Point, Annapolis, and Colorado Springs until 1976. And that blocked the ascension of the officer ranks and all but the letter of the regulations. Sure, there were women officers, nurses were ward officer ranks, and a few others here and there, but it remained largely symbolic. Once the academies were open to them, women began to appear in support roles, though they remained barred from combat assignments up through 1993, when Jeannie Levitt became the first woman to be a combat fighter pilot in the United States Air Force. The Navy followed suit shortly thereafter, and the Army and the Marines within a year or so. Brigadier General Levitt, by the way, now commands the 57th Fighter Wing at Nellis Air Force Base, and she can still kick your ass. You're goddamn right. Truly, it started in 1991 in the first Gulf War, but definitely since 2001 in Afghanistan and 2003 in Iraq, the lines between combat and support roles have blurred to the point of no consequence. The asymmetrical nature of warfare in the Persian Gulf War has put traditional non-combatant roles right up in the line of fire along with everybody else. And that's mill-speak for everyone's asses on the line. If you wear a uniform, you carry a gun, and you goddamn use it. In 2013, the Pentagon lifted the ban on women serving in combat-specific roles such as infantry and submarine duties. Even special forces are now open to women if they can pass the qualifications, which, as of yet, none have. And trust me, 
And when I say this, most men don't pass those courses and the qualifications are built around men. They are built, the courses, from people to fail for a reason because you have to be insane to want to be special forces. But one of these days, a woman will make it through and breach the final green wall of military service. This, naturally, has caused a problem for some people. Women want to join us on the front lines. Actually, if we're talking about women in combat, you'd have to go pew, 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 because women can't make gun sounds for some reason. Um, we've got women in combat now. It's not going well. I believe the first one who did it uh, became a deserter. But members of the American military are saying, you know what, let's include ladies in the draft. I think they're bluffing. I don't think they really want women in the draft, and that Ted Cruz is disgusted by the idea, so am I. But I also love the idea because it's calling feminism's bluff. Well, they always want equality with the fun stuff. They want to be equally represented in movies and other successful things that involve tons of money. But you don't hear them bitching about sanitation. I want to be 50% of sanitation workers. And you want to be 50% of the military? Okay, come on into combat. Come on into our world. We die at our jobs. I, I don't do this often, but I'm going to play my veteran card here. Because I served in the military. I served under arms as part of the ground combat element of the United States Air Force, which means I went through Army infantry training, which also means that I was under, in harm's way in combat situations once. The argument that women are somehow unsuited for combat is just pure grade high gloss bullshit. It doesn't matter what dangles or doesn't twist your legs. All that matters is can you do the job? I know this because I was completely, utterly, and singularly unsuited to combat because I could not do the job. Fuck me. I was a soft, lazy, pampered, rather be in the hooch, drinking beer than in a bunker, can't sleep without a mattress, got angry because I couldn't shower, wimpy-ass mama's boy that should be no nearer combat than watching Saving Private Orion on Netflix. I personally served with women who not only could kick my ass, but actually did on one or more occasion, usually when I was mouthing off after drinking. I knew women who ran marathon, lifted weights, practiced martial arts, and could shoot the nuts off a gnat at a hundred yards. They aren't good enough for combat when my fat, lazy, two-testicle-having ass is? Who put that bright idea in your head? Old white men who had never served a second in combat just in case you were wondering. All of that being said, here we are in 2017, and only 14% of the entire U.S. military force are women. Kudos to the Air Force for squeaking their numbers up to 19%, and side-eye to the Marine Corps, whose numbers clock in just barely at 6%. Which leads me to the obvious question about the Marines, where are all these women coming from that these pricks are posting their nudes from? As you might guess, life for women in the military is not, uh, it's not good. In the same way that a tuna swimming in a shark tank is not good. I, I think Mr. Jimmy Buffett captured the environment best in his 1979 opus. From the Tailhook scandal in 1993, to Aberdeen in 1996, to Leonard Wood in 2007, to Lackland in 2012, all the way to the Marines United, the history of sexual assault in the military is long and incredibly disturbing. And these are just the big scandals. In 2015, the Senate held hearings with survivors of rape telling their stories, only to find those stories falling on deaf, dumb, and shitbag ears 
just like they did in the military when Senator Gillibrand's bill to shift prosecutions from sexual assault out of the military chain of command to a neutral civilian authority died in committee. Why, might you ask, did she think this would be the solution to the endemic problem of sexual assault in the military? Oddly enough, the boys' club that is the military is not receptive to such allegations. And the authority on whether or not to prosecute the accused lies with the commander of the accused and many times they simply don't believe the women and they're not going to ruin a man's life and career because she's a star i mean that's assuming the victim could get anyone to listen to them in the first place if you think the problem of sweeping rape allegations under the rug is bad on college campuses you ain't seen nothing compared to the institutional refusal of the military to even admit such a thing can ever happen. As a military cop, I witnessed firsthand how the entire investigatory process is geared to convincing the victim not to report. Unless the assault was blatantly violent, in which case we would prosecute it as an assault, not a sexual assault, the victim was encouraged to seek alternative solutions to her problem through her chain of command. I am not making that phrasing up. That was exactly what we were told to say, and that's what we said. Ask any woman who has served, and they will tell you the atmosphere was not conducive to reporting bad behavior by men. After all, we attended mandatory training on sexual harassment and sexual assault is a crime, so clearly none of that sort of thing could be happening in this man's military. The U.S. military has a problem with its culture. And that problem is tied directly to the sexual harassment and assault that's going on. And the problem with that culture is that it's male-dominated. Any woman in the military has to try ten times harder to be and be ten times better than a man. They're constantly judged not on their individual performance, but by their performance as a woman. And if you're a minority and a woman, you can forget about it. Because you've got to multiply that ten that you have as a woman by another ten because you're a minority. And then file it away in the OPP file, the other people's problem file, because command is not interested in your problems. I'm not saying the military is full of misogynist rapists who exist only to harass and assault women every chance they get. There are, they're there, but they're not the majority. They're not even close to the majority. The overwhelming majority of the men in the military are no more or less likely to be evil fucks than in any other institution. The problem lies in two simple but key factors. First, the men recruited into the military are overwhelmingly high school graduates at best, and most are coming straight from their senior year of high school right into basic training. And they carry all that prom baggage of high school social structures right on into their uniform. I mean, yeah, college has a major problem with how it deals with women's issues, but at least people around them are cognizant of the problem in the environment, and that environment is open to having a debate on it, somewhat. The military is neither of those. Second, these young men come from conservative backgrounds where women are not considered equals by most measures, socially, economically, educationally, or religiously. If you take those factors, put them in a pot where 80% of the population is male, add the heat of stress of deployments and just life in the military in general, the stew that comes out is bitter and fucking hostile to women in general, and often resentful that women are around in the first place. The Marines United isn't an aberration, it's a side effect. And yes, the military has been an incubator for cultural progress in the past. I mean, after all, it was integrated in the 1950s long before the end of Jim Crow. But it didn't do so willingly or at all happily. By Vietnam, there were genuine concerns of race war in the ranks, in the field. But the difference is, 
due to the draft, the racial makeup was at least equal to the demographic of the countries, if not in some ways skewed higher for African Americans because fewer of them could afford to buy their way out of service. I'm so, excuse me, qualify for deferments. No such balance exists in the military. Women make up 51% of the U.S. population, yet only 14% of the military. As long as the balance is that far out of whack, the problem cannot even begin to correct itself. And I, I think I know how we can fix it. We draft them. Son, uh, there ain't no draft no more. Yeah, okay, that's, uh, that's a bit of a problem. You know, maybe there ought to be, I don't know. It's funny. How when people hit a certain age, all of a sudden, they're ready to start shoving people into uniform whether they want to go or not. I think it coincides with us being too old to be drafted. <laughs> it's either that or we start teaching kids early that they have no claim on another person's body, period. Even if that other person chooses to show them said body without their clothes on. I know that's a pretty controversial stance, unlike forcing every person born in America to serve in the armed forces, but maybe we could just give that a shot. After all, if we could teach kids like in first grade not to whack each other in the head with their lunchboxes, we could probably incorporate some sort of lesson about respecting the fundamental humanity of those of a different gender. I'm I'm not saying we need to have naked selfie etiquette before nap time, but age-appropriate instruction on respecting the individual and their person, even if that person can give you cooties, might be useful. And as for the brave young men of the United States Armed Forces who gleefully share these little snapshots you've accumulated, I think I've got a solution for you. Each one of you caught doing this will be stripped and dunked in ice-cold water and then have your photo taken in all of your diminished glory. Your shriveled little dingle pick will be shared to a private Facebook group for women Marines called Shrinkage United, along with your name, rank, and duty station. And each time a member of Women Marines United, Shrinkage United, recognize you, she will signal you by wagging her little pinky in your direction so that when the next time you manage to get a nude photo, you'll remember you don't own the body in the image and that someone was nice enough to give it to you and maybe you could be a little goddamn grateful and show a little fucking respect, you pathetic little prick. Oh, by the way, if you raped a woman, fuck you, your ass goes to jail for a long, long time, and when you come out with your dishonorable discharge, you go right on the sex offender registry, which doesn't happen most of the time, because your raping ass is a fucking monster. And finally, to all the women I served with, I deeply apologize for every time that I demeaned you treated you as less than equal to me when in many ways you were my superior. I was young and I was just a little prick. And if you want to waggle your pinky at me, I probably deserve it too, although I would never, ever share your naked pictures. Jesus, that came out like I wanted you to send me naked pictures. I do not want your naked pictures. You keep your naked pictures to yourself. The only time I want to see you naked is if you voluntarily take your clothes off in person in front of me. All right, I'm sorry. Never mind. If, either way, if I served with you and I offended you and I was a prick, I got better. I hope that this episode in some way proves that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
That is it for our show this week. I am spending tomorrow recording a different and far superior podcast to this one. A show with real talent, engaging conversation, and a producer that doesn't leave Mountain Dew cans all over the goddamn studio. Gavin, seriously, how can you drink this much Mountain Dew? How can you drink Mountain Dew at all? It's nasty. It's no wonder your teeth are bad. There will be more details on when and where you can find me on that Rather Better podcast and when it's going to be live. And next week, right here, we will have a very special guest in studio for our own chat. A real person. Not just a caffeine-addled producer who's never allowed live on the microphone. He's a doctor and everything. Not a medical doctor, so don't send me your questions about your rash. Well, actually, if you have a rash, you can send it to me on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast or the show name on Facebook. We're in the process of getting our Patreon page up and running. There's a link in the show notes, and we'll be coming forth with details about how you can support low-rated podcasting with small denominations of currency. Think of it as slipping a dollar into my underwear while I grind against a mic stand. And if you want that image out of your head, you'll need to share it with others because sharing is caring. And do that on iTunes where you can rate and review the show to help others experience the mind-rending horror of me in a thong. All of the shows are at the show name on SoundCloud and, of course, at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Dave Bledsoe, producer Do The Do Gavin, and all the other fictional people on this say on this show, we want to say, while we, do not, while we appreciate the intent of Jimmy's song, referring to women as bait is wrong. We do not condone this appellation.
Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.